You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hey guys, and welcome to the Screeners Podcast. I'm Melody. This is Chad. I'm Chris. And I'm Josh. And we are back again, the original four, here to talk all things media with you guys. And we're super excited. We've got a fun double header coming your way this episode. But first, just want to remind you guys of a few things. First of all, we love to hear back from you on our social media. So definitely check us out on Facebook at Screeners Podcast or Twitter at Screeners Cast. And we would love to hear from you, hear your thoughts about what we say on the show and any ideas that you might have for us to discuss. Also want to remind everyone we are running the Oscar Prediction Contest and we would love you to play along with us. Uh, So you can go to our Facebook page and there is a link to put in your predictions and perhaps win a very exciting grand prize of a Oscar Blu-ray of your choice that we will send to you and plus just the bragging rights, which is really why you would mostly want to win and beat Chad. So mm-hmm. that'll think, be great. Josh is going to win it's this doable. year. Josh, right? I'm doing it. My dartboard is ready. It's ready. <laughs> I believe in you, Josh. All right. Hey, Melody, did you win last year? I couldn't remember. Shut it. I decided okay. that you needed a year <laughs> without me winning because I don't want to be too awesome for all of you people. So we'll see what I decide to do about this year. But in any case, we are very excited to get to our two main events. So we are first going to give you guys our review of Game Night. We're down to two teams. So for double points, what is the name of the purple Teletubby? Tinky Winky. You're both correct. He always carried a red purse. Max is very competitive, as am I. It's one of the reasons I fell in love with him. Oh, this is easy. He was an incredible Hulk. Eric Bana. Other one. Mark Ruffalo. Other one. Lou Ferrigno. Primal Fear. Richard Gere never played the Incredible Hulk. Time. Ed Norton. Oh, oh shit. Primal Fear. Oh. Guys, what do you say we do this at my house next week? This will be a game night to remember. Oh, boy. Mm. A group of friends who meet regularly for game night find themselves trying to solve a murder mystery. We're going to be reviewing game night, and uh, it's very interesting. This I hadn't heard a whole lot about this film, but it seems to have gotten a lot of positive uh, word of mouth over the last several days and uh, and weeks. Yeah, we decided to uh, review it here on the screeners, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. So uh, we're going to go around the table and uh, see what we thought of Game Night. So let's start with Josh. Uh, you know, of the two films that we're going to be talking about this evening, I think everyone's shocked that you decided to see Game Night. So Josh, are you happy with that decision? <laughs> well... I'd first like to thank you but for ruining everyone's episode by starting off with me because yes. there there are better things you could have done with that choice. You know, I, I you have I, to, you have chosen. I think of it as like, you know, ripping off the band-aid. We're just gonna get it out of the way <laughs> and then we can move That's on. That's fair. Uh but to answer your question, I can't really answer your question. Having only seen one of them, I don't know whether Annihilation was better than the I feel this like I can not. answer that for you. Uh, I mean, maybe. I just after watching Alien Covenant last year, I didn't. It it felt like another people going into a strange environment with guns and mm. would, yeah. Although it's 
like you pointed out, it's from the maker of Ex Machina, and so I could have probably done worse with a choice of director there. Oh yes. So I'll I'll start off by saying that my wife swears that we have seen a trailer for this movie. I don't remember it at all. It was a completely forgettable trailer. So I went into this movie not really not knowing anything about it, not because of some um, righteous plot that I have to not watch trailers and ruin it for me. It's just because I don't care and don't follow things. I didn't know what I was getting into, and I ended up having gotten into an incredibly dumb movie, but one that I did not wholly hate. I did not come out of the theater just thinking that I had wasted two hours because it's not even two hours long which is one of the beauties of this movie game night is entertaining at times it's not like i said it's not a terrible movie the problem is that it's uneven in the sense that there are definitely clever parts to the movie there's decent writing um tight writing but it's chopped in around the strangely escalating um pratfalls and so the whole thing feels like you could have had a good script but then you went and threw it on this crazy skeleton and so that that part's a little off-putting but the the best parts of this movie are that it's centers around what mainly three couples um two married and one not and it, it it gets some of the some of the little marriage jabs just spot on um, I won't go into too much right now, but I guess I'll wrap up by saying that you could see this movie and you could do worse. <laughs> wow! <There are. laughs> I think they should pull okay, this to, right. for the for the yeah, poster. Right. I didn't wholly hate it, Josh Ziegler. Congratulations! Yeah, no, there's, well, there's good right. acting. There, there are laugh lines. We'll talk, more, we'll talk more later. I don't want to steal everyone else's thunder because I'm sure you all have plenty of deep things to say about Game Night. Yes, plenty, plenty, plenty. Yeah, you're right, Josh. I should have gone with somebody else first. Um, Thank you. Okay, so Chad, <laughs> <For validating laughs> uh, me, Chad, what did you think of Game Night? Well, I was surprised after seeing this movie to find out that the buzz around it was as strong as it was. I think it currently sits at about an 81 percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and a lot of people really, really like this movie. And I'm going to probably fall more in line with Josh and say that I don't really, really like this movie. I just think it was okay. Uh, I think the first third is the strongest part. It's certainly the funniest part, and that's when we're getting a lot more of the interaction between the couples at the regular game night and seeing the interaction between the friends and the familial banter. And there's a lot of really sharp, funny jokes that are written in there. The performances are good. I... I really like Lamorne Morris's character, the guy from, um, what was that TV show on Fox, New Girl? And he's, I've always liked him uh, ever since I saw him in that, so he's really funny. I like, I just like a lot of the things at the beginning, but the more and more that this movie concerns itself with the plot and the story, it does amp up exactly what Josh said. It, it kind of amps up the physical comedy, and it kind of has to because the story necessitates it going to that kind of a place and so you lose a lot of you lose a lot of the funness and it gets a little bit more serious not not that it's taking itself seriously it certainly isn't it just isn't quite as entertaining to me because it becomes this more of a twisty 
action, who done it, what's really going on, what's real, what isn't kind of story. That's just much less interesting to me. But overall, I would say that I liked it. I don't think it's bad. I don't think I'll ever see it again. But I also don't think it's necessarily a waste of your time because it does have a lot of good actors in it and they're doing some good work. I mean, it's I think, you know, Jason Bateman, I like him in just about everything that he does. Kyle Chandler's great. So overall, I, I think it's just pretty good. But the, the more and more that the story unfolds, uh, the less and less uh, interested I was. So hmm. that, that's me. Ditto. Okay. All right. Melody, how about you? Do you feel any different about uh, Game Night? I did feel a little bit different. I think I liked it a little bit more than Chad and Josh. Um, I definitely had fun. Like, I definitely enjoyed the whole time. Uh, I was laughing a lot. It was a fun movie. But I really have to completely agree with Chad's assessment of, like, the first third definitely being the strongest. Our whole theater was pretty much nonstop laughing for the first third of the movie. And then it kind of felt like for the other two thirds, like... It was more like we were just manufacturing laughs because, I mean, we'd been laughing so far, so it must still be funny, right? I I think, like, I was really excited about this movie because I love games. I love game nights. We have a lot in our home with our friends, and we're total game geeks. So I was kind of hoping for a little bit more of the nerdy geekiness, and I thought it was going there from, like, the first... 10 or 15 minutes of the movie but it quickly deteriorated into something else altogether which it wasn't awful it just wasn't what I was like would have loved to see so that was a little bit disappointing I'll definitely agree with Chad actually more I like Jason Bateman even more than than Chad does I like I love Jason Bateman I think he's just hilarious and I, I don't know I don't know there's just something about him that I love so I was very excited to see him Rachel McAdams was great. I liked their chemistry. So I liked the actors and I liked the premise and I definitely laughed a lot for the first third. And overall, it was a good movie, though. Everyone would have fun with this movie. So Hmm. there's my review. Okay, well, let me just say I enjoyed this movie a lot more than all of you did. Shocker. I think the... I think that the the filmmaking of this movie elevates it above most in its genre. You know, the, the places that the directors decided to put the camera is amazing, in my opinion, for a what is just a, kind of a, I don't call it a raunchy comedy, but a dark comedy, R-rated car- comedy. You know, the, the there's some scenes where they're in like a car chase and the, where the camera is placed is really quite incredible and some other cinematic cinematography uh, choices. It really, I think, elevates this movie above most others uh, in just the comedy uh, genre. So that's one of the things that really struck, kind of came out to me when I was watching the film. I thought it was really great. The performances I thought were quite good good and funny and everybody was cast really well and and a lot of it just like you were saying Josh kind of rang true to my experience of course it's all amped up to 11 but at the same time it just felt it felt real it felt genuine to me and uh, there was just some it was just ridiculous and silly but at the same time felt in a weird way grounded and fun and so for me I just I thought it was very unique uh, a great style looks a lot different than most uh, in the genre and I just I just had a blast with it I thought it was it was just a, a lot of fun I think um, you know we've talked about him on the Black Mirror episode but Jesse Plemons his character the 
the, the 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 neighbor police officer I thought was brilliant and hilarious and just so awkward in the best way. So yeah, I I just had a I had a good time with this uh, with this movie, and I'm hoping to see more from these guys. This is kind of a uh, a good uh, a good thing going, and I hope they keep going with it. So it was uh, it was fun. It really was. I think it's probably the most fun you can have in the theater right now. So I would definitely highly recommend Game Night. Okay, so let's go around the table again and just give our kind of rating system that we do here on the screeners. So would you recommend people see it in the theater? Should they rent it when it comes available? Wait till they can stream it on Netflix or just skip it altogether? Josh, what say you? <laughs> well, I will say that it was an interesting. My theater was almost full. Yeah, uh, seeing it on opening weekend, and it it's, was an interesting experience seeing this with a theater of people because it just reminded me how <laughs> how different I am from the people in the geographic area that I'm in. So everyone, well, a lot of the theater, everyone would laugh at the escalations that I was talking about, and I was just sitting there rolling my eyes, and then they would have a quick, subtle one-liner a little marriage joke and I would laugh and I'd look around and like everyone else is silent. And then you get to hear when people are figuring things out that are obvious that are about to happen, but you'll hear people whisper to themselves, someone to your left and then someone to your right. And then you think to yourself, Oh, the last horse has crossed the line. Um, so that was a fun part of wow. seeing in the theater. That's great. It's, it's super <laughs> condescending. Sit super on your throne of judgment, much, Josh. <laughs> wow, man. No, I'm just kidding. I wasn't much before them. Wow. But it, it, was, it was funny hearing people figure things out at different times. First of all, hearing people talk in the theater is never funny. They better shut up. But <laughs> no, it's there. like little one-word things like this yeah, is no, no, what, no, what's about it. to happen. Anyways, so that was interesting. But I would still say stream it. I mean, I don't know whether you need to see this in a theater but it, it could be fun to watch at home, maybe with friends, maybe after a game night, which I now know I need to have more of. Oh, man, they're a blast. Or Come on, any, any of. <laughs> All right, so wait, are you saying rent it, so spend money to rent it, or are you saying wait until it's on Netflix, just so I'm clear here? Oh, people still rent movies? I, yeah, it, it's yes. worth a rental if, if you want to do that. Yes. To, to me, I, I rent streaming movies, so the line's a little blurred. Right, but that's what I mean. Like, you know, rent it uh, from a streaming service, which means that happens earlier, or wait right, until it's true. on, yeah, HBO or Netflix or whatever. Okay, cool. All right, so there's your answer from Josh. Chad, where are you at? Yes, I very much enjoy looking around at the commoners in the theater and laughing at how they don't understand what <laughs> yeah, they're seeing. They sound even worse than I am. It's awesome. <laughs> I actually think this is going to be in lockstep with Josh. I think this is a rental. I think this is a rental. Uh, it's good, but not great. But I do think it is worth a rental. I think you'll have a good time, especially as Melody, you know, she talked about if you are even remotely interested in games and that culture at all, it does enough in that space at the beginning that, that it makes, makes it worth a rental for me. Cool. All right, Melody. Yeah, I'm going to echo the rental thing because there's some good movies in the theater right now. This is probably not like the best movie you could see if you could only see one. However, I would just like to say for the record that I've seen three movies in the theater this week. So that's why I feel uh, like I'm invited to be back a part of this group again. But um, (laughs) yeah, thanks, Josh. (laughs) I mean, if you like games and or Jason Bateman, go see it in the theater. But you could totally rent this and it would be like just as good to rent it. 
for sure. Okay. Uh, yeah. No. You know what? This is a game. This is a, a a movie for me that I think I'm gonna share with friends and see more than once. So I I would say go see it in the theater, and then I think I'm gonna purchase this film and then holy crap um, watch it wow. with other because because I I really do find it funny. I, I you know there are some comedies every. Every once in a while, a really good comedy comes out, and I think this is a clever, well done, well made comedy. And when you know we're around friends who haven't seen it, I think this is going to be something like a an Office Space or a um, you know some of those others. Yeah, no, absolutely, yes, I'd put it in that same that same pantheon of really, really well done, well made. You sir are comedies. fired. Okay. Um, all right. So there's my there's my obviously uh, I like wrong it when you opinion. judge Chris, Josh. I mean, I like that. So let's do more of that. Gosh. Done. It is not a classic on the level of Office Space. I mean, I, I get enjoying it, but wow. Yeah, wow. I, I think it's just one of those movies. I mean, that I want to share with others. What's the bet on uh, whether this makes Chris's top ten of the year list? <laughs> Tiny, I'm asking. It's a serious possible. question. I don't know. How many Star Wars movies are there this year? How many Jurassic Park movies? All right, moving on. I mean, he uh, just said he was going to buy it and watch it multiple times with multiple friends. That's so true. I he think did this say is. That. I think and this listen, is headed for a top he, ten. Chris just because that I he was going to buy it and share it oh does gosh. not surprise me. Chris saying, you know, because it rises to the level of office space. <laughs> he did also. I mean, say that's that. where that's a line too far. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. I did recommend this movie to some friends today, but not to like that I had to see it with them. Just like you would think this is funny. You should see it. That's all. All right, you negative Nancy's. Um, <laughs> I I truly enjoyed this movie. You guys enjoyed it as well, uh, just not as much as me, and that's fine. Everyone's in, uh, you know entitled to their own opinion. Anything else we want to say? Uh, do we need to go into a spoiler section? Do you think, or what, what do you want to do? Yeah, we should probably ho- hop in there for a few minutes. Yeah, let's go into a spoiler section without the intro. Ooh. <laughs> All right. Why did we go into spoilers for this movie? <laughs> this movie is great. Okay, so what was this visual joke that you wanted to talk about that you thought was interesting? So uh, the the thing at the airport at the end, yes, when the they box. did the turn on the yeah yes. turn on the the belt was yes. legitimately hilarious. That's <laughs> it was right. great. It was funny. But yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, the whole charade it to me. I mean, it was funny when it started moving. It, how they got yeah, there was a little the bit charade it to me was ridiculous. But when it started moving, that was very that was pretty funny. funny. This oh, this whole movie was ridiculous, but it's funny. It's consistently ridiculous, and you know what? They're just also freaking charming. I loved. Did you guys not like how it ended up being Jesse Plemons orchestrating this whole thing? I, I thought that was wonderful. It so, was it was funny. The problem, though, with movies like this is when you know that you're just waiting on the other shoe to drop. Yeah, is that you don't really believe anything anyway, so it's hard but, to be surprised. But, so yeah, but, it was surprising that it was him, but it wasn't like oh my gosh. No, no, no. But they kept riffing on that though, because like it, that happened. So it was like a Lord of the Rings ending, where I was like, oh, this happened. Oh no, no, then this. No, but are you? Or is it fake? Is it me? Is it? And then I just I liked how it just continued to be ridiculous. Lord of the Rings. What? Like the ending just didn't end. It just kept going. There was multiple, like it was, you thought it was one thing and then is it over now? Oh, no, no, it's, there's something else. And then there's something else. I'm sorry, but I'm so, not okay with you comparing this movie to Lord <laughs> of the Rings. He's already oh done gosh. Office Space. Let Let's hit a couple more hits. Let it go. Let it go. 
I did like the bit with Kylie. I think her name's Bun Bunbury. When they were, it was the whole sleeping with a celebrity thing, and then that she funny. she told yes. the story about Denzel and showed yes. that picture, and it's like it's not Denzel. That's pretty. That whole conceit's pretty that was pretty good. funny. I thought yeah. that was very funny. Uh, to Chris's question though, the 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 Jesse Plemons thing. The problem I had with that is that I don't remember silly comedies like this having such like gaping plot holes as that really was. There's that no, was, that was a on, huge dude. plot hole. Oh my gosh, dude! Whatever. High concept comedies like this always have that. You go back to go back to Office Space, the whole nine, all that kind of stuff, where a, a group of characters get themselves into a a pickle and then you know have to somehow you know get themselves out. It's just it's just fun. It's silly. It's crazy. And I think this movie does it really well. Chris, uh, I'm going to have to insist that you stop comparing this to Office Space. <laughs> I just I'm going to continue to do it because it makes you guys so mad. I, it, it, brings really it brings me joy. It brings me so joy. Brings me. So everyone's saying their favorite joke. My favorite joke was I think was when she was trying to remove the bullet from his arm. Oh yeah. And she's got the website pulled up and she her phone keeps going to sleep and he's like, just go into the settings. That's right. Don't yes. be afraid. Get it. Yes. I got yes. too, too real. Yeah. Too yep. real. I was I was yes, that I enjoyed that quite a bit as well. That was, why, Chris? That was Tell great. us why. Why did you enjoy that? Could you elaborate? Yeah, it's like office space. Um, that one time. No, I, no I'm they, more interested in you. No, 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 no. It's like office space. Relates to your life. It was like office space. Anyway, all right, fine. We'll move out of spoilers. We're done. Let's let's move on. I've had enough of this beating that I'm taking. <laughs> oh, come on. We haven't talked as long as the intro that got us here. Let's talk. Let's do some more spoilers. I don't want to. I don't want to talk about this movie anymore <laughs> with you negative Nancys. I'm done. Hey, we said we liked the movie, Chris. Yeah, I, it's obvious. We, we just di- we just didn't call it. You know, you just don't Amadeus. like Amadeus. You just don't. Like, well, <laughs> this movie is better than Amadeus. John, what is uh, wrong Chad, with Chad, you? Chad, Chad God has have at mercy. Least, <laughs> Chad has at least three or four copies of Amadeus in his house right now. So. Probably. It's been a while no. since I've been there. Not anymore. Melody gave them to me. <laughs> That's right. You're listening to the Screeners Podcast. Start from the beginning. What do you think I do when you're away? You think I'm out in the garden, pining, looking up at the sky? (laughs) Why aren't you here? I gotta leave a day early. Your husband's here. Let me see him. He's extremely ill. You have to tell me where he was, what he was doing. It was his decision to go in. It's something they termed the shimmer. We've sent in drones and teams of people, but nothing comes back. But something has. And that was from the trailer of Annihilation, the new film by Alex Garland. The IMDb description reads, A biologist signs up for a dangerous secret expedition where the laws of nature don't apply. And as I mentioned, this was directed by Alex Garland, who made his directorial debut as the writer and director of Ex Machina. He's also the screenwriter behind great films such as 28 Days Later. He also wrote, I don't know that a lot of people know this, the the 2012 version of Dread, which was a lot better than it had any right to be and the success of ex machina is essentially what led to the the green light to adapt this particular film so it's no secret that here on the screeners we are lovers of sci-fi and in particular chris and melody are our big fans of the genre yes Indeed. indeed this film is 
one that we could spend a lot of time talking about. There yeah. are already, it just released this weekend, and there are already endless articles about what does it mean, hmm. how can it be interpreted, and it's going to be one of those films that I think people are going to talk about and dissect for, for a, a long time. Yeah. So what we're going to do here tonight is try to give you just an overall general impression of the film without going into a lot of spoilers, and then I think we're going to probably need to move to spoilers rather quickly hmm. just to even attempt to try and break down our interpretations of this film. So let's just start with you, Chris. Tell us a little bit about your initial impressions on Annihilation, and do you think this is a worthy follow-up to uh, to Ex Machina? <clears throat> that's a good that's a good question. Um, yeah, I do think this is a worthy um, follow-up to Ex Machina. I think this movie. You know, we're kind of in a renaissance of really great sci-fi. You know, last year we got Blade Runner uh, 2049, and the year before that we got Arrival. And uh, I feel like, you know, every, every these, these last several years we've gotten these really heavy sci-fi, high-concept, and yet meaningful films. And Annihilation fits well into that. I, you're right. You could spend hours upon hours discussing this film. What did it mean? What was what was this trying to say? And those are the kind of movies I really enjoy because whether you maybe like it as a whole, like where you you thought if you thought it was like an enjoyable experience or you thought that movie was really truly great, at the end of the day, this movie at least makes you think. It really is unlike anything else that's out there. Ex Machina fits in that genre, you know, very much so. Um, in that you, the entire time you are questioning not only what the characters are going through, but what we as the audience are supposed to take away from what we're being shown. We know that we are in the hands of a writer and a director who has a vision. It's just, it's so opaque. We can't really see where we're headed or where we're going. All we're getting these weird, strange images and uh, trying to put all the pieces together. And this film is exactly that. I think the, unfortunately, the trailers and the marketing for this film did it a bit of a disservice. It's hard, it would be hard to market this film, uh, to give people an idea of what they're going into. And unfortunately, I think you shared a, I think it was you, right, uh, Chad, who shared a uh, an article uh, about how poorly Annihilation is doing at the box office. Yeah. Um, and it's really sad because I think that this this kind of film has an audience. It's just not reaching that audience. And uh, it's just unfortunate that uh, it, it's not getting the reception that I feel like it should. So I, I really like this movie quite a bit. I think it is meaningful. It says something. I really enjoyed the point that it, it was making. Although it's devastating, uh, it can still be quite redemptive and a good kind of, how do I even want to say this without spoiling? I'm not going to say anything else, actually. Um, I, I think you should see this movie. If you, are, if you enjoy heady, thoughtful, hardcore science fiction, this is a film you should see. Okay, yeah, so that's a, a positive review from Chris. Melody, tell me, what did you think about Annihilation, and do you also think that it's a, a worthy follow-up for this director after Ex Machina? Well, I am going to have to take the Josh Ziegler walk of shame at this moment because I have not seen Ex Machina. I know Whoa, this is not, okay. not good, but it's just the truth. So I haven't seen it, but I kind of want to see it now uh, more. I mean, I've always wanted to see it. It's just never made it happen. Okay, this movie. 
I was really excited to see this movie when I saw the trailer um, because it's my kind of film, you know, with the sci-fi and uh, based on a book and it was just my kind of movie. So I actually looked up the book because I had considered trying to read it before the movie because the trailer looked intriguing to me. However, while it says the book is highly acclaimed, like the reviews on it were very polarized. And so I was like, eh, maybe it's not such a great book. So I did not read it. Um, however, I have heard that the the film does vary quite a bit from the book and actually the book series. But having said that, I really did enjoy this film a lot. I don't know that I liked it quite as much as I was hoping to like it, but I don't know that I can quite articulate why. But I did definitely enjoy it. I, it was very, I don't know, a little bit trippy, I guess would be the word, but really intriguing. I think the reason I didn't love it as much as I was hoping to is because I feel like there was a lot of cool things that were presented that kind of could have been cooler than they were or like we didn't get to fully explore or like the explanation for them feels not as fulfilling as I was hoping it would feel. So that's probably the reason why I didn't love it quite as much as I wanted to. However, I definitely did love it. It was definitely engaging from beginning to end. Um, the story was told well. The acting was great. Uh, visuals were outstanding. So overall, definitely the best of the three movies that I saw this weekend. That's my that's my two cents about Annihilation. Okay. All right. So another positive review for uh, for Melody as well. I like movies quite a bit that aren't necessarily interested in giving the moviegoer easy answers. And this one definitely falls squarely in that category in as much as even when it's showing us the resolution to the quote-unquote plot, it's not necessarily giving us anything easy. We have to... We have to watch it and then really think about it and dissect it. It's one of those things that I'm always intrigued by those movies. Even movies like Manchester by the Sea, which obviously is not sci-fi, but I would never say I enjoyed watching that, but I appreciated it. This one kind of falls into that category too for me, except that I really did enjoy it even though it's not a traditional kind of enjoyment. My joy uh, from the film came from the fact that this director was just able to create a tone in the movie, and it takes a real filmmaker to be able to create such a palpable feeling of this uh, existential dread, and it just permeates like the first two-thirds of this movie. I was completely in its grip and, and compelled by, obviously, the mystery of what was going on and wanting to understand what was happening related to the plot, but I was also very much invested in the characters and what it was to be like uh, in, in their shoes as they're trying to navigate what's happening in the Shimmer and trying to figure out what's happening to them. And it really works, I think, because this the terror, quote-unquote, because this movie is kind of being marketed as sci-fi slash terror horror kind of movie, and I don't think it is that, although... No. The terror, again, uh, doesn't come from a traditional horror movie trope or, or right. any jump scares, although there may be a couple of those, but it's not really about that. It's more from this intensifying undertone of uncertainty, not only about what is going to happen next, but what is happening in the world, what is breaking down, because we just don't know. We don't understand, but we can feel just this gripping sense of dread that just never relents, and 
I love movies that are able to to pull me into a scenario like that and just hold me there and then just tighten the screws, and this movie does that in spades. So I think I'm probably even more positive than both of you. I, I would say that I... I love this movie. I appreciate the craft that was involved to to make it work with a very difficult and complicated, uh, potentially complex subject matter. And I think on a technical level, it works. Melody, you mentioned it's, it's certainly gorgeous to look at. There are wonderful performances. But even from an editing standpoint, there are just things that happen. You know, oh, and yeah. this is in the this is in the trailer. A thing happens at the at the center of this area, and. As they get closer to the to the to this area to the center of the area, the score changes from kind of a more light thing to more of an otherworldly kind of thing. Yep. Right. The the encounters that they have become more and when ethereal. They, and keeping it generic, yeah, ethereal <laughs> yeah. and otherworldly and intense. Yes. And the the cross cutting between the the flashbacks that we see reveal more information that give us context to why the characters are doing what they're doing in the first place. And so. I I think this really is, and I hate to say a puzzle because it's not like a movie is a a puzzle that needs to be solved, but this is just a very layered film that gives you the opportunity to figure out and understand what's going on. So for me, keeping it general, I love it. I really did love it. I agree agree with you on all that stuff. The production side of things is beautiful. There are some moments when they find foliage that has been growing all over the place that looks very different than anything else we've seen in, you know, our reality. Um, yeah. All that stuff is beautiful and great. My my major issue I had, and we can obviously talk about this more in spoilers, but I felt like all of the ethereal concept stuff, the main plot line of the movie, all that stuff was excellent. But some of the supporting cast stuff, I didn't feel like lived up to the level of what everything else was going on and just kind of served to either scare and or just move the plot along a little bit faster. And it felt a little too convenient, I felt like, on, on some level. So there's just there's just some some of those things that just didn't work as well as I felt like they could have. Um, specifically, there's two characters who kind of go off to do their own thing in in the plot of this film and I didn't really understand and or get why that had to happen the way that it did that was the one thing that kind of bothered me the most but other than that I felt like just like you were saying Chad that this this movie has a lot to say it does it very well it communicates it both in language and in the visuals and is truly unique um it's 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 a good it's a good film it really is well I I don't know exactly what you're talking about, Chris, so I can't comment on that. But as far as what Chad said, like, I wanted it to be that. Like, I wanted it to be the puzzle that you had to stop and think a long time and unpack and unravel. But to me, like, I feel like it all got explained with, like, one thing. Yes, you can can unpack and, and unravel characters and that stuff, maybe. But the world is explained it's explained completely and any everything in it is explained completely and so that's why it's like oh well that's the mystery it's solved so now we're just gonna okay what are we gonna do with this area and so that's why it was disappointing to me because I think I wanted it to be left maybe more of a mystery than it was. Yeah, and I would just say from a plot standpoint, I would agree with that and say that that is true. But from 
a filmmaker making a piece of art that is using metaphor, I think that's where, I mean, there are literally, there are articles with like 20 different interpretations of what this movie means. And the, the director has been, has been staying away from that. And I think it all circles around, obviously, the infamous last 20 minutes of this movie and what that actually is and what that means. And obviously, when we get into spoilers, we'll talk about what we all took away from that. Because I do agree with you. But I actually took that as a strength in as much as a lot of these sci-fi high-concept films, the entry point is is very dense, and it takes a long time before it really clicks in for you. Whereas this one, it sets it up as a very simple A to B journey, a quest mission, if you will. And it allows us to easily access what's going on and to, to sort of understand what they're going through. But then I think the last part of the movie raises a lot of very interesting questions that makes you look at the previous stuff in a different way. Or maybe not. So we'll, we'll find out when we get uh, into spoilers. Overall, it sounds like we're all very positive. Me probably more than you guys, but you're both uh, it still sounds like you're positive. So anything else you want to talk about before we make our recommendations and jump into spoilers? No. It's hard to nope. talk about much more. <laughs> Agreed. All right, Chris. It. So what do you say? Is this uh, see it in the theater? Is this uh, rent it, screen it, or skip it? Uh, this is definitely see it in the theater. I feel like these kind of sci-fi movies only happen if people go see them. And unfortunately, the way that this, this is being rolled out internationally is kind of horrendous. So I'm not sure if, you know, it's something they're going to be doing any more of. But if you enjoy hard sci-fi, this is definitely something you should go see in the theater. Yeah, and real quick, Melody, before we have your recommendations, I think we probably should mention that very, very briefly, that Netflix is releasing this internationally, and there's been an uproar uh, about that. So I am curious about what your what your thoughts are, specifically, Chris. You said it sounded like you were negative on that on that plan. Is that true? Well, it just it just means that when you look at the balance sheet, I don't I don't know how much Netflix paid for this. It's March twelfth, you know, maybe two weeks uh, or so. And Annihilation will be available on Netflix everywhere but the North North American market. And what that means is that if you look, they look at you know end of year. If it doesn't do well in North America, and you know it doesn't play well on Netflix around the world, then these kind of movies kind of go on the back burner and aren't made anymore. So, yeah, I mean, that's just unfortunate. Yeah, it is a bummer. And I think, unfortunately, we're in a place where the majority of studio features are going to be meat and potatoes, tentpole kind of stuff. Because Paramount, I mean, to give them some credit, I mean, they released Mother. Uh, Which I loved. That was on my top right. 10 of last year. That's true. Yep. That's true. Uh, right beside Game Night for this year. <laughs> I, I never and, said Game Night was going to be my top 10, uh, You don't have see, to say we'll it. We can see. hear it in your voice. That is not but, <laughs> That is not accurate. That is not accurate. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Just remember this show uh, at our best of. But... Um, you realize I, I'm not going to put it on there just to spite you. It now. could it's be just... your second fa- favorite film of the year, and you wouldn't. That's true. But the thing about this is, I'm not really sure what else Paramount could have done. Um, I read an article that was talking about when they were going through the screening process in in this film that the producers were obviously very worried and thought that it was too intellectual for a general audience to jump on board with it for big box office. And they gave a lot of notes specifically related to the third act. And Alex Garland had final cut on this film and refused to make any changes and so in a desperate attempt to recoup some of the money that they thought they would lose 
they made the Netflix deal. So on the one hand, it's very disappointing that outside of the U.S. won't have an opportunity to see this in theater because I think this film is enhanced by the big screen for sure. But on the other hand, what do you expect them to do? I think that the disappointment that, lies with the movie going movie going public. No, it, no, which, no, no, no. It, the, the problem is is marketing. Look, this this if if they believed in this movie, if they thought you know that if they put some more marketing dollars into it, and people knew what it was and thought knew it was available. I think it would do better. But it just again. If they know they're not going to be making, if they quote unquote know they're not going to be making a whole lot of money into it, they're not going to throw marketing dollars into it, and so then you get just kind of a, a soft open, I, and then nothing happens. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that I agree with you that marketing would have made the difference here. I saw the uh, trailer for the first time tonight when I was getting it ready for the show, and yeah. by the way, that gives a lot away. I, we're Too super much. Super glad I didn't see that, but yeah. it's a good trailer as far as as far as that is concerned. And I don't know what I don't know that this is just the kind of movie that's going because then if it was mismarketed as this. Big action ear and people showed up then they'd be mad and it'd get bad more of mouth anyway and the the audience score is rather low i think it's like a c minus mm. for people that are going to see this as it is i think it's just one of those deals where we just we we always have this clamor where we say make better movies and we'll go support them but the truth of it is that the numbers don't hold up to that it's very rare in this article they talked about the last true sci-fi movie that was marketed like this that had any success was Arrival it's just a bummer it is a bummer all around but and Blade Runner 2049 we just talked about that that movie lost like 80 million dollars for the studio so Denis Villeneuve and Roger Deakins and an established property and people just don't show up so at some point people got to show up Melody, what about you? What do you think about this about this situation and then uh, recommendation for where people should see this movie well, I think the situation is frustrating and sad, and it leaves us with five million superhero comic book movies in the theater. So sad state of affairs. But yeah, see this movie in the theater if you can. It's definitely it's definitely an enhanced experience to see it in the theater. So go now. All right, good. I agree. This is definitely theater worthy and is better in the theater. The sound design in this movie is fantastic, and it's just a a gorgeous-looking movie. So with that, let's jump into spoilers for Annihilation. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? There's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. Because I'm aware of what tremendous feats human beings are capable of once they abandon dignity. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. Then I woke up. Okay, so there are obviously lots of different places that we could start with this movie. Uh, one is the overall theme. One is the ending, your interpretation of the ending. So I guess I'll just throw it. I'll just throw it out to you guys and tell me and Melody. We can start with you. Uh, what did you think about? You, you mentioned the fact that you thought it was kind of explained exactly what it is, and so that was that missing uh, element for you. So, what was your takeaway on on the ending and what this all meant? Oh, that's a, the, the big and loaded question. The ending specifically, or the movie, or, as a or whole? overall, or overall uh, the movie uh, as a whole. Okay, I mean, <laughs> although I think one informs the other, but however you took it, uh, yeah, I think 
The thing that explains the entire area is this idea that it's like a prism that's refracting whatever. So all these mutations are happening. So basically anything that happens in this area can be explained by that one thing, right? So anything you see now can make enough sense because of that. I think the mutation thing is like, I guess for me, I took it like it's a movie about cancer. If the earth got cancer or whatever, and what would happen? And that's a cool idea, I guess. It is cool. It is cool. It's a great movie. But I just felt like it made everything seem smaller when it felt like it that was so clear that that's what it was. As far as the end goes, I don't know exactly what you're asking. Well, I mean, for example, the people in my audience were audibly shaken by what they saw, not like in a terrified way, but in a what in the heck is going on way. And then conversations immediately happened right at the end because I feel like the movie leads you up to a certain point and then when she gets into the lighthouse at the end it goes all the way all the way hardcore obscure sci-fi what what's happening alien well yeah i mean it's alien so So again your take on it was just the alien was was a created the cancer on the earth is that what your that your takeaway yeah i guess that was my takeaway Uh, wow I'm not sure exactly what the being was that came when the psychiatrist turned into the mere creature thing. I'm not sure how that came about or how that works with the cancer analogy. But yeah, I I guess that's what I took away. Was Okay, and that's fair. So Melody is on Team Cancer, (laughs) and there are myriad articles that say that this is a metaphor for cancer. There's a lot of... Holy uh, cow. Th- really? There's a, now, I did not take that. I did not take that from me personally. I didn't see a, that at all. Like, I don't even know where the lead up to that is. I've never... I haven't well, that's oh, what yeah. the movie literally starts yeah. with her giving a lecture Agreed. about cancer, right. and she talks about it yeah. the whole time. I definitely saw the breadcrumbs along the way. I and mean. there... There is a lot of evidence to support that this is a movie literally about cancer. There are actual lines in the movie where they explain things through the language of cancer, like this is a tumor, this is malignant. Exactly. Consistently. And Melody's right. The very first scene, she's talking about cells dividing in cancer, and what cancer actually does is not destroy as much as it does change the ecosystem of the body, and then everything falls apart. Hmm. Uh, That's literally the first scene of the movie. So, pretty clear. Yep, affecting other cells with the tumor at the heart just google literally google (laughs) annihilation ending cancer and then just buckle in because there's a lot there's a lot of that there well and i think that's that's why the ending fell flat for me because i was like going with the cancer metaphor more or less but then then it just turns out to be aliens and so then it felt less right and that's why i was asking about the ending specifically because i think that the ending does not necessarily support yeah. the cancer metaphor. So, I could can agree I say with Chris, that. what do you think? What did you take away from it, Chris? So, I I've not I didn't I have not read anything about what other people think about cuz when you said that, I thought it was obvious, I thought it was pretty obvious. <laughs> so, I was like, "No, oh, it's obvious what it is and I'm not going to I don't even have to look." So, now I am going to have to go in this 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 hole and find out what it is. What do you think I, it is? I think it's a movie about um, working through a a partner who has been unfaithful. And having to come to terms and see themselves and then realize that they have to change and know that what they have done and Natalie Portman's character, what she has done by cheating on her husband has both changed her. She has to confront herself. That's literally what happens at the end of this movie. She confronts herself, um, realizing that she has made a, you know, made a horrible mistake, but also understanding that that choice that she has made has changed 
her husband forever, and he will not be the same person. They both have changed. And so the end, them coming together and embracing one another and both of them not being the same being that they were at the beginning is what has has transpired. That's what I took the whole the whole metaphor as being is her coming to grips of of fighting both herself and realizing that her husband will never be the same person he was. There. Interesting, right? And see, this is the power of the movie, people. Yes. This is why it makes it worth seeing and having discussions about because I did not take it as either <laughs> of those two things. Yeah. And Chris, although I think... I agree with what Melody said. I think there is evidence there to support the cancer metaphor. And I wholeheartedly agree with a lot of what you're saying as far as evidence to support. Not that there's a right or wrong in evidence. It's just how we all individually took it. But I, I, I think what you're saying is true. And I think a part of that is what I took. Because I think that this story is really all about humanity's nature to self-destruct. Period. Mm-hmm. Sure. And yes. I think there is tons of stuff in there uh, that talks about it. it. I think it has a running theme of self-destruction. Obviously, some of the stuff that you mentioned, Chris, where Portman's character is even Dr. Is it Ventress, I think is her name, when they first have the conversation before they go into the shimmer. And she says suicide and self-destruction are, are different. And then she goes along to, to talk about her marriage specifically. And although we don't know this at the time, we find it out later when Dr. Ventress says that self-destruction is, is in our very nature. It's in our DNA as humans. And we can see this uh, in Lena's nature and how it manifests in her life. Uh, through her history of cheating on her husband. And she even says, Dr. Venture says, whether it's through a, you know, a discarded marriage and all that kind of stuff. And I agree with you 100% that at the very end when we see this creature, this mirror creature, that it's literally Lena in her own way. It's in her own way because she has been self-destructive very much like her husband has been because although we don't explicitly ever see it, I think it is implied that he knows that she's having this affair. Right. And so he becomes very stoic on that last day when he's going to leave. Uh, It's it's this vicious cycle that has been created where he's taking more and more dangerous missions. uh, And so he's away from her more because he knows what's happening while he's, while he is gone. And this mission he knows because he knows the other people have not returned. So he probably knows he's never going to return and he still goes anyway. He chooses to sell self-destruct because that's what we do. That's what humans do. Um, There's a lots of exploration about the human impulse impulse to destroy ourselves. We see it in the flashbacks where at first it was a happy marriage. Then we learn that Lena's having an affair. We then learn that she doesn't even like her coworker, right? And she doesn't like herself because of it, but she continues to do it anyway. And so it's all this, this self-destruction. And honestly, that you could technically put that in the cancer metaphor. It's a cancer in her marriage. But anyway, so it's just one of those things where the mirror at the end, I took it as at first, it's just, it's learning not only her physical attributes or taking on her physical attributes, but it's also learning about her psychological nature as well. So that when the, the grenade blows up and because I was confused at first because you see him walk over and, and kind of touch the body of the of the first husband and then go in and it spreads the fire. It seemed to me that it was almost 
killing itself and doing that on purpose. And so I took that as it took on Lena's self-destructive nature and literally just self-destructed. So there's tons of stuff out there about what this could be. I've seen articles about it being the singularity. Is it coming back reverse evolution? There's questions about which Lena made it out. Was it the real Lena or was it a mirror Lena? Was it two doubles that made it out? Because you'll notice that she has a tattoo on her arm that she didn't have before. Does the shimmer, is it making everybody's DNA mix and part of it comes out? There's so many questions about this movie and the director hasn't taken a position which is good he shouldn't but it just goes to show that we could talk about this for days for days and days which i think is good true that yeah no absolutely no i find it fascinating i didn't think of i mean yours is just taking it the next logical conclusion making it bigger i had not thought about the whole cancer thing honestly melody I, i didn't even that didn't even occur to me other than the fact that it was obviously mentioned i just didn't see it there so no it's fascinating i love this this is why i love these kind of movies is that we can have these kind of conversations I agree. <laughs> it's great yeah yeah and there's a scene even i don't know if you guys remember when they're in the canoe after they've uh, killed the the alligator that uh, i don't remember the character's name but she and, Ke- and portman's character are having a conversation where she's telling her about all the other people in the in the group and all the other scientists and she's talking about them through the lens of how damaged they all are right, right? yeah and so I, I just think there's just this clear for me anyway i just took it as this metaphor of how and it, and then you can now take that again to its next step which is about the environment and all this other stuff but i do think that what is clear is that Alex Garland had something on his mind and so he's made a he's made a work that is kind of a mirror to us to let us figure out what that is yeah I, I really want to see the commentary track on this film uh, just because it is it just it does seem so deep and you know like there's so many diverging paths and options and what are we what are we supposed to take away from or what could we take away from that even that you know what i mean just the what what right. could what could this possibly mean would be a fascinating uh, listen agreed and i felt like one of the things that i really loved about it is it felt like humanity itself was literally on the brink through this entire movie because mm-hmm. you just didn't know what was going to happen the characters were disoriented and it strengthened their journey in such a way because it raised the stakes right away mm-hmm. so it was exhilarating even though it was simple at the beginning because you just you didn't know what was going to happen and you were frustrated at the fact that the shimmer was having this effect on them and they didn't know what was going on and the the crazy videos and the you know the cancer metaphor to go even further melody when they find the guy in the pool that's clear tumor uh, imagery yeah, to me, uh, what happened with sure. that guy's body. Clear. So, yeah, I think there's a lot there. I, I think there's think, a lot there to unpack. I mean, I feel like everything we're saying kind of fits together, though. Like the self-destructive nature of humanity, like cancer is part of that. And the marriage stuff is part of that. Like, I feel like it's all it doesn't like one doesn't exclude the other in my mind. Uh, but I did, I was very intrigued with the tattoos. Like, honestly, if there's one thing I want to understand about this film, it's the tattoos because I, like, I wanted there, I wanted there to be like some cool, good answer yeah. rather than just like randomly Agreed. things show up on people in here, which I mean, you know, if that's what it is, fine. But I, I kind of wish it was something more than that because I was very intrigued by them and paying attention to them. So, well, and I think that's probably just the because it is a sci-fi movie, I think that's probably the sci-fi-ness at the end, that they've just got to have that one more little thing. Because it goes back to, are these two copies that have escaped? Is it, yeah. has she escaped, but she's been amalgamated to the other people that were in the Shimmer? Is right. it uh, Well, the dead the body they find her? in that pool has the tattoo. 
Yeah. And I, they lose four days right at the beginning. So like in my mind, they might all have died when they first went in. Like, I don't, I don't know. But okay. What my point that I was going to get to was whatever all of these metaphors that we're pulling out of this from, like, I feel like all of them are made less powerful by the fact that it's most likely alien at the end. Like I, that just really bothered me. I think that the fact that it is alien actually strengthens your cancer metaphor because cancer works that way. Today I'm fine. Tomorrow something just happens and I have cancer and it's an alien mm-hmm. that invades my body somewhat. And so it's one of those scenarios where there is no greater explanation. It's just one day it's there, one day it's not there and the next day it is there. So yeah, okay. I don't know. I could say that. I'm not saying it makes it any better. I just think it supports the the idea that this is a, a cancer. Gotcha. I honestly feel like it's a it's a lesser film if it's just cancer, to be honest with you. And so maybe that's why you're feeling a little bit more. Right. It's a good movie, but it, it would be pretty obvious because it's literally in the first scene and then they ring that bell. Yeah. All the way through. I just want to see it again and analyze it. I want to sit in a, a classroom with somebody who's a, some sort of an academic and, and talk about it. Yeah. It's one of I, those think, I think it's worthy sure. of that. Yeah. Same with yeah. Arrival. Same with Arrival. Same even with Blade Runner to a certain extent. But those two movies, Arrival and this, both have – Arrival, I think, is a far superior film. But this um, – Far and ex- Far. Far, 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 far. Arrival, I-, I adore Arrival. This movie I enjoyed, but I still think that those two movies are doing things that other films just aren't doing. If, if they don't make those kind of movies anymore, it's going to be a little sad because I've really enjoyed – like I mentioned, there's this been this nice – trajectory of really creative high concept hard sci-fi films over the last several years that i've enjoyed a lot and if it's you know people aren't seeing them which apparently they aren't then they might not make them anymore which is unfortunate and i agree arrival is a superior film i don't think it's a far superior film because i think this movie is is really fantastic if we don't continue to get movies like this it'll be it'll be a big bummer So thanks so much for listening, and we hope that you enjoyed our review of Game Night and Annihilation. And we'll be doing another show next week. The Oscars are this Sunday, and we can't wait to recap that and tell you who won and who we thought should have won. And don't forget to go to our Facebook page and play along with us and with a chance to win an Oscar-nominated feature film of your choice, a Blu-ray that we will purchase and send to you. Uh, But in the meantime, follow us on social media at Screeners Cast on Twitter and look for the Screeners Podcast on Facebook. We'll see you next time. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the Screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to ScreenersPodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.